This is it. We're recording. This is episode 339 of No Laugh Track Podcast. I'm Justin Severson, the host. We're at Acme because this is their podcast, and this is the big week that's happened. I think this is the eighth year, if I have that correct. It is Crash and Burn Week. We're doing two podcasts this week. This is the first one with the man behind it all, the brains, Tim Slagle, and a first-time guest, Sarah Schaefer. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. You are correct. It is number eight. It is the eighth. Okay. I went back to some notes from last year and I wrote year seven with a question mark after it. <laughs> so like, was I sure last year? I, I don't know. All right. So year eight. Congrats. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Congrats. It's uh, uh, it's, uh, it's a great it's a great show. I'm glad. You know, I'm, I'm the, the first couple years uh, I could see where the club would not have faith in it. But uh, but it's actually it's actually they stuck with it. Acme stuck with it. They saw uh, uh, Lewis saw the potential, and so he let me keep doing it. And now it's eight. And now it's uh, it, I dare I say this week it's a smash. It is really? uh, yeah yeah we've been we've been pulling in some great numbers. The people the the the, the audiences are the insiders are aware of what's going on. It's uh, uh, you know normally this time of summer people don't especially in Minnesota people don't want to go inside. Yeah. Yeah, the weather's yeah. been, uh, it's taken a turn. It's yeah. The sun is out these days. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, people are wearing summer clothes. Yeah, so I, I looked back, and last year the shows were in April. Yes. With snow. Yes. Yes. So things have changed. It's uh, and I, yeah, yeah, there was one year or two, it was April, it was always April. One year in April, it was so nice, we were actually doing the writing sessions outside in the park. Jeez. And uh, other Aprils, yes, there was, uh, there, there, there was, there was like, Two feet of snow, so you you never know here. This is uh, this is the latest one in the season. Yeah, okay. Because uh, uh, the comics to accommodate their schedule, this is the only week that all the comics could could align. Okay. So I had picked the comics first, and then said, you know, what dates do you have? And this was this was the one. So, so Sarah, how long have you known that you were going to be doing this? Um, a few months now. A few months, right? Like maybe six months. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, January, yeah. Probably. I think I, I think I, I started yeah. in October. I think mm-hmm. to make sure that that mm-hmm. everyone's solid. I want to get them before their before their schedule fills in. Sure. Mm-hmm. So how? What's the history with you two? How? Where, where did you we meet? Go way huh? back, six months. <laughs> six months. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> way back to six months. Ago. Well, Carmen Lynch, who did it last year, recommended me to oh. Tim, which was really special that she thought of me. And awesome. Um, yeah, I went on, went online and I took it. it. Took a look at some of her stuff. I said yes, absolutely. And it was uh, it was kind of funny. They went back to Carmen. I said, "Can you put me in touch with Sarah Schaefer?" Mm-hmm. And, and she goes, uh, "This is crash and burn, isn't it?" I go, oh, yeah. She goes, okay, because I'm not going to, if it's anything else. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) If it's anything else. No, 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 no. She would not forgive me if I sent a stalker her way, is the way I interpreted it. It is is in this business. Sometimes people go, can you give me so-and-so's email address? And it's someone like kind of, well, not that I'm that person, but like, you know, if it's someone that you're like, well, I, I don't know if I should give out their email I'll email them first you know like you know there is some sure oh yeah yeah no trepidation no. But, but that's funny that she said it like <laughs> this jerk won't leave me alone right you don't want yeah, that to now happen now that you mention it she couldn't she couldn't approach you first and say uh, Tim does this crash and burn thing if it wasn't crash and burn now that I think right, about right, it right, right, because right. then she would get your hopes up and then yeah. and then it would be no he just he, he, uh, just wants, he wants to a know. date yeah, <laughs> or, 
the, you know what's worse than it, asking it out on a date is he just wants to pick your brain. Ooh. You know, and people say, I just want to, can we get coffee the next couple? I just want to pick your brain. I think that usually means there's something more to it, though, right? No, it usually is someone asking for career help oh, or okay. advice. But what I found with the pick your brain meetings is usually the person just talks about themselves for an hour to just to sort of be like, you know, here's what I'm doing. Sure. Here's everything I'm I'm learning, and and they just want you to like believe in them. <laughs> and uh, now I'm very selective on my pick pick your brain sessions. It's a, it's a hired uh, it's, a, it's hiring a listener. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> listener know, slash cheerleader. More, much yeah. bored. Everyone I know silly with. <laughs> well, and as I get older, the, I my advice is like much. It's much more unpleasant. It's just like you know what. It's this business is crazy. Good luck. Yeah. You know, like that's my or like I don't know anything. You think I'm struggling. You think you're struggling? Well, I'm struggling too. You know, there you like, go. Yeah, like I get I come off bitter and so I'm like, eh, yeah, I should avoid the pick your brain meetings for a little while. <laughs> you find some meat, I can pick their brain and you can pick my brain. And it's just a gross it's just a term that makes me uncomfortable because I automatically feel like you're like scraping in my inside my head. <laughs> You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Ew. yeah Get like out a, of there. Like yeah. A, like a dentist tool. It feels very violating. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Tim, I want to know, uh, compare like the, uh, how did you get the word out those first couple years compared to, you know, like I, I noticed that in, I remember last year you did it too, where at the beginning of the show, you're like, all right, how many people showed up here and you know what's going on? Those first couple years, how many people, I mean, did they, how, how did they accept it those first couple of years? It was, uh, uh. I, I think I think I think right from the start, it, it, it's it's Acme's got the insider the insider list, and uh, I think people knew from the start there was a, there was enough people in the audience that were aware of what we were going to do that it uh, uh, it went well. It, it, you've got to have an understand on Tuesday. You've got to have an understanding mm-hmm. crowd. It's uh, we had a Tuesday Wednesday was more understanding than than Tuesday. Okay, it, it's uh, it, it's actually I think for some reason a lot of people waited till Wednesday to come in. Okay, and, uh, we we actually we actually had some opposition on Tuesday. It's uh, it, what was the opposition? It just 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 some wise guy in the audience. Oh, you're talking about this week. Not the, yeah, this week. Yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah, week, there the, 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 oh, uh, there was a guy not a, cooperating. Yeah, well, yeah. Do, do people know what uh, uh, what they're coming in to see tonight? It better be comedy. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah he yeah. He, he, he was yeah. talking. He would answer and talk throughout the show, and but it wasn't quite loud enough for me to. I ignored it because okay. I was like, I'm. I don't want to get into it with this guy. Um, and but. He sounded Canadian too. That, that, would, that would explain it. What are these import hecklers? <laughs> what is that? Yeah, we're outsourcing hecklers. <laughs> That's crazy. So he was really, yeah, he was really uh, out. He, he was either like out, outstate Minnesota, or or Canadian. Okay, yeah. Was, There's some uh, similarities, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. What did you? expect that first night Sarah um I well I would Tim and I had been emailing about it I was like what's technically the rules you know I was figuring out what I was going to try um and for me um my process it, as a comedian is usually when I have an idea for a new joke I just I don't write it down at all I actually barely I almost purposely don't think about it too much um and then just go on stage and talk um, and see what happens. Like I like to just what ha- what the first time where I just say it, 
because I I tell longer stories and things, so you know it's not like I'm going up and being like I'm just going to come up with a one liner. You sure. know that's a different skill that I think might require more <laughs> writing, <laughs> but. But I'm like, oh, I want to talk about this topic or this thing that happened to me. Um, I'll go up for the first time and just do it. But usually that's couched in a, in a show where I'm doing other honed material sure. surrounding it. Yeah. Or it's a very low stakes show. You know, I just did a show in L.A. Because uh, I, I also just started over with all my material. So this could not have come at a better time. I was I was going to ask you that. I figured. So um, I, I, you know, I, if it's a really low-key show, you know, maybe I'll just fuck around the whole set or whatever. But so for this, it was not that different from what I normally do. But the, being this is this club that I've, you know, always heard is so great and legendary and like, and then there's a real paying audience, you know, that would made it much more nerve wracking of like, what if this is a freaking mess? How long is it? You know, do I have enough? Right. I literally went up on stage with like four words written on a piece of paper, you know, so I was like, here we go. <laughs> but, you know. There's other comedians that would be that would they would be so scared to do that. No, I like, right, Tim. Yeah, well, yeah. I think part of that is I, I did improv for like six years in New York as also trying to do stand. I, I went to New York and I just tried everything. Okay, I did okay. sketch. I did I did everything, and I think the improv training really um, made me unafraid of just going out there and. Winging whatever. it, kind yeah. Of, yeah. Okay. Now, I, I definitely don't recommend that as like a constant practice, right? But, right. Because that's the advice you give young. Just yeah. uh, show, four words is all you need. Hop yeah, on stage, just <laughs> improvise it. You know, I don't recommend that, but because um, a lot of the times the stuff I do talk about when I'm saying it the first time on stage, I've already said it to my friends and family. Like it's a, usually a story that I've been telling or, or something that's been happening in my life mm-hmm. where I'm like. Oh my god! I'm listening to this podcast. The sleepcast is one of the the jokes I, I'm working on now, yeah. and you know, and I tell people how funny it is, and then it doesn't even occur to me usually until like a year later. Like, oh, this could be a stand up joke. Like, I'm an idiot. Like, I don't. Interesting. You know? <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> a lot of times this stuff it's not funny to me at first. I'm just giving you know an update on my life to someone, or yeah. it's a story I'm embarrassed by. You know, so those could be the it, best ones. It incubates for a long time, and then I, one day I'll be at a show and I go, oh yeah. Let's just talk about that. Yeah. You know? So that's sort of... So I wasn't necessarily terrified. I was more scared the uh, last night, the second night. Why is that? the first night was so good yeah. that I was like, oh, the second night, I'm going to go out there and try to recreate that, and then that's when it all falls apart. That's that's also part of my normal part of my process. <laughs> okay. Because I go out, and the first time I say it, it's hilarious, and then after that, it just goes to shit, okay. you know? Because <laughs> I'm trying to re... There's this period of me... Uh, working on it and tweaking it and then it goes back to being very natural sounding like it's the first time I said it. It's a weird dip. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and there, there there is. We have been noticing this uh, since I think year five was the first year that it was really significant where, where Tuesday night was so good that there was always a Wednesday night lull. The Wednesday night lull on year five was was severe. Yeah, it's uh, yeah we carnage. We, well, we left we left uh, uh, we left Tuesday night thinking we were geniuses, and we left Wednesday wondering what the heck we got into. <laughs> and uh, Kevin Bozeman was so uh, um, was so upset. He uh, 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 went to got up at seven o'clock the next morning and went over to Starbucks to start working on uh, on Thursday morning, <laughs> and. Uh, 
and, and, and because of that, he was uh, he was the first one in the group to know that Prince had died. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Little, 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 little tie-in. <laughs> sure, sure. Prince had died, and Amy Schumer had an excuse for not selling out. It was... Uh... <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. It's these little things that I remember the years by. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know what year that was. How do you know that? <laughs> so did you have these fears that it was going to be, oh, I might, this might be bad one night and great the other, yeah, bad no, every I night? Yeah, I I'm, I don't know. I, I think I've just had enough experience um, with doing very strange venues or new challenging types of shows. You know, I did Edinburgh one year, which was very, like, intense. Every night was a crapshoot. Oh, you did? Okay. The were tough there. It was, it was performing every night for an hour yeah. or a month, which I didn't realize how hard that was going to be until I did it, and it was like, whoa. <laughs> um, Those shows have themes, don't they? Yeah. What was you gotta, your you theme? Lo- uh, my theme was very loose. I mean, it was like Trump, uh, not Trump, because I, I didn't have really any Trump drugs. It was like, what does it mean to be an American right now? From my point of view, it was a lot of religious stuff in there, and I don't even know. It was kind of a mess, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, okay. That's what it means well, to be an American. <laughs> yeah. Read between the lines. <laughs> no, I had a better spiel for it two years ago when I was like Fair thinking enough. about it. Sure, but uh, sure. it's been a long time. But yeah, it was like a Edinburgh was like a just a boot camp. Um, for performance and so and then I've done a lot of colleges and uh, you know so I am used to from one night to the next it being a completely different experience and Edinburgh and then the following year I did London for two weeks was a real test in uh, performing um, to people who aren't laughing but that are still engaged and liking it because I don't know what it was about the UK audiences, but they were just more reserved. I've, I've got a lot of experience uh, performing to audiences that aren't laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and that was what, what was so Top hard. Top ten about reasons it, <laughs> is that I couldn't tell what was working. It was uh, yeah. much harder. It, I could, but it took a week, about a week of me getting used to that audience. It's that being United, able to tell, United Kingdom attitude. Is, yeah, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's, that's you know, and I, people would be like, "Oh, it was some one of the best show I've ever seen," and I'm like, "You didn't make any." noise (laughs) so i really had to like get very uh focused on the micro like signs like people smiling and the energy in the room the way they clapped you know or and the laughing you know like oh it's a little bit of a laugh there we go you know um so doing this all that prepared me for something like this where i'm just like less rattled by um you know a long stretch where something's not working i just go you know what just get through it it's one show. So we've done, so you are, not we, you guys have done two shows so far. Right. Were there changes already from the first and second and now from the second and then tonight's show? Oh, oh yeah. How big are some of the changes for both of you? Uh, f- for me, major. Really? Uh, yeah, I had nothing funny on uh, Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> it was, tu- Tuesday was, was really hard for me. And then we got together, uh, uh, um, uh, Wednesday morning and I and I said come on guys please give me some funny and uh, they, they actually they actually uh, uh, we, we took apart a couple things and uh, stuck in some stuff and it, it, it last night went great so yeah you were great last night yeah mm-hmm. all of you were all of you were absolutely great yeah I, I changed it up um, a little uh, from the first night to the next you know just 
adding more little lines, reorganizing the order. And then I cut out one thing from the first night that I tried last night, and it was kind of a mess, but uh, mm. it has some potential. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> you, uh, that, um, what was the, the app that you discussed? Oh, um, Headspace is the app. Yeah. So I do a long joke about meditation and um, that I'm, I don't even do it. But I have this app, and it has one section that, that I one that on. one killed so hard on Tuesday <laughs> that I thought she was cheating. I believe that. I believe that. Now, what I want to ask you, Sarah, is that's an example of something I have been telling people. You but know, never on a stage. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I, I could tell. Yeah, like I was here last night. I heard it. It was really good. Did you know how good that, how well that was going to go? Just based on telling your friends? Um, yes, because I was laughing myself. When I can make myself laugh alone thinking about what I'm going to say or yeah. the topic, then I know it's usually... But I really didn't know it would be that funny. I really did not. I was like, wow, this is fire. And, and <laughs> you know what? Everyone was like, well, you did it at the... You know, we didn't... No one said this, but I kept thinking... Um, so this, this, you know, for those listening, it's like a, now a 10-minute bit about a meditation podcast thing. And uh, it's uh, really funny, and I'm excited about it, but I've been doing it first, and I'm like, oh, this is a closer. I should probably, for this experience, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I am someone who is so insecure and scared when I first come out of like, is this, what kind of audience am I going to be dealing with? That first moment when I come out, I'm really nervous. And so my tendency is to do... Start with the closer. Start with the closer so that they believe that I belong. I, I really have always been that way. I do my okay. best joke first so that so that I feel in my head, they know I belong here. And I don't care if it goes downhill after okay. that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know why. I try to. I, 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 in, when I normally, when I headline, I'm like, I have a closer, you yeah. know. But it, and it sucks when you have to get off stage and you on a low note. You want that, like, cheering and, you know. Of course. But I need, a, my security blanket is that first. And that also is the test of the audience of, like, if I come out there and I say this joke that I know is funny and they're not laughing I already know I have an uphill battle and to just get used to it sure (laughs) an uphill battle with no ammunition yeah now I'm armed I already spent all my bullets in the first five minutes and now I'm screwed (laughs) yeah it is a bad feeling when the when the closer when your best joke doesn't work up top and you're like oh I've got 45 more minutes (laughs) I hope that someday that joke works into some sort of uh, like they're paying you to talk about that app that would be the goal right or they let me do so so for those listening, the joke is focused mainly on this sleep cast thing, and it's just like an hour long audio. And, and you know, I'm like, I don't want to give it away, but like, it's just uh, so ridiculous and so much to work with. I'm like, I have all these. I'm like, I could do an hour of material about this shit, but yeah, yeah I, I should so. do my own sleep cast where I like <laughs> tell people to yes. go to sleep. <laughs> you shut your eyes, you little. <laughs> I love I, they were good until she called me a bitch then they were great yeah. <laughs> close your eyes you I'm, stupid fuck <laughs> so I said earlier that I was uh, at the show with my wife last night and when you brought up that highly being a highly like sensitive, highly sensitive person, person yeah holy crap did my wife light up oh yeah like, I think I think I think when, she whispered to me I think I am too and I'm like I, yeah it 
She took the quiz when we got home. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> the yeah. highly. I need to work on that joke because it's uneven from the. I, that's an example of like where the first night it had potential, and then the second night I was like, "Let me tinker with it," and then it got worse. <laughs> you hmm, know, and okay. so it'll well, come out on the other well. end, yeah. hopefully by the end yeah. of the week. But um, I need to work on it. But yeah, I uh, I just took a quiz too. Um, which I need. I think I need to add that into the joke that like, oh, a therapist didn't tell me this. I just took a quiz. That's what we do, right? <laughs> um, yeah, right. Um, but yeah, highly sensitive person is like, it, from what I understand, and I only have like a surfacey understanding of it so far, is that um, about fifteen to twenty percent of people classify as a highly sensitive person, and it's a genetic thing. It's not like a disorder or a disease or anything it's kind of like some people when they eat cilantro they taste soap that's a genetic thing apparently this is what i read i was reading about it yesterday and i need to read more but um but that it's just some people are wired in a way where they're more sensitive to sound and light and taste all they're just more in truly in the real sense of the word your senses are heightened but also on a um emotional level too yeah that you're heightened to other people's so i guess there's a uh, spectrum like imp- have you ever heard the term empath oh yeah so empath is the extreme and then highly sensitive person is sort of the more uh general like I- i'm trying to it, it's hard for me to explain empath is like all the way over where you're just like i, I don't even understand what that term really is but hmm. it's something really extreme where you're okay like, and i took a quiz on that one too and i'm like i don't know if i'm exactly that um but i'm definitely a highly sensitive person but and it's like uh, and one of the things you mentioned is gum people chewing gum right oh yeah and that's part it's, of it i think sounds or lights yeah um like sounds misophonia is that misophonia the- i think falls into it because you're somebody who's very sensitive to but misophonia is a is a is its own thing and also there's another thing called um acusis or something that's <laughs> definitely i have that where like i can only handle a certain level of volume okay um but yeah i don't like loud noises and uh towards the end of the day this is what i've noticed is that I'm over if I'm overstimulated. So if I've had a really big day and a lot of things have happened, as the night goes on and I'm getting tired, or I can't handle too many sensor uh, like stimuli. Like I, my boyfriend knows now that I'm getting tired when I keep going. Can you turn it down? Can you turn it down a little more? Can you turn it down a little more? Like uh-huh. the TV, because I can't take any more. Or if there's more than one sound. Okay. I'm like, fucking turn it off. Like, I, I lose my shit. Is, it, is, like, it, what, is there any, I just, is there any connection between, like, if somebody's talking in the, in the oh, crowd? Oh, hell like, yeah. When you're performing? No, this is why one of the biggest challenges for me as a stand-up has been, and I'm pretty proud of how far I've come, of being able to keep performing when there's other noises or smells or anything that would distract me from the moment. Um, I used to have to address every little thing, like if I heard a bang or a siren 
or and if someone was talking, I'd be like, "What'd you say?" You know, like now <laughs> I. So who just, didn't shower? What are right. you didn't shower today in you the know, room? No, I will be I like, "What the fuck?" It. Like, who is oh, that? It, uh, <laughs> uh, fucking New York City, especially for some reason, New York City like microphones at shows stink so bad. Oh, there would be time. <laughs> yeah, sucks in all the smell. Yeah, that oh, all there's the, nothing worse than a stinky oh, mic. Yeah, fuck. there is like, nothing like, worse than a stinky mic. You know, who mic? fucking licked this with their? You yeah. know, I did radio. <laughs> rotten mouth. Like, yeah. yeah, so like things like that mm-hmm. will throw me off. Or like if there's a creak in the stage, like it will be the main thing I can hear the whole time I'm performing. Oh my goodness! And I'll have to change my behavior to avoid the creak, you know. But now I I am very good at just. I, I still notice it all, but I don't react to it visibly because it. I learned that it was just fucking up my performances so much because I'd have to stop and deal with it. And yeah. I was just like, I look, I'm so unprofessional. Like, just do your jokes. It's fine. You're, I mean, as soon as you said that reacting to every sound, you made me think of Andy Kindler when he's done the podcast here. It's like somebody opens the door and he's just like, what, what, what? He's probably, yeah. Light sound. Yeah. So I think it's good. It's a good thing in that. And I talked, is like, you know, you feel deeply, you're very, um, you know, you take in a lot. And so that, I think it, you know, I think that helps me as an artist because, you know, I, um, but sometimes I don't know. I feel like I get too deep into my own world, which is another part of it. Yeah. I saw, I read that. Yeah. You know? So, uh, I think, um, when I read that, I was like, it was a great way to explain some of my experience in the sure, world sure. and be like, Oh, you know, this isn't, and I started talking about this on stage is like, I used to think I was just a bitch. Like, honestly, that is what I thought. I was like, I'm just a fucking uptight bitch, you know, because I don't like loud noises and people's chewing gum noises that I'm just a fucking tight ass. Yeah, you know? I think we all probably something like that where you're like, I don't like that I'm like this, but I'm like this. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I think, you know, I'm okay if that, that behavior makes me seem bitchy. You know, like my boyfriend does get very irritated with me sometimes. I'm just like, turn it down even more. <laughs> you, know? you know, you know that the Roku remotes uh, have a headphone jack. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. The, the, the most recent models, yeah. Well, I have another joke that I've already done a million times, so I can't. Um, but, I'm, but I've never done it on an album or anything. So I'm like, oh, this might go with the HSP stuff. Because I have a whole joke about my boyfriend playing video games. And the machine gun fire, how it would it would like make me fucking insane. Like oh. in the house, I'd be like, "Turn it the fuck off!" Like even if I just heard one bullet, you know, I'd be like, "Fuck!" You know, and um, it would stress me out so much. So we came up. with I have a whole joke about it. So I'm like, "Ooh, this could go with that," and I can yeah, start yeah, working yeah. on that. So this is such a good experience to like. It's got, drawing on all these things. We've got a dog, and there's there's TV shows that he can't that, that he freaks out during if there's like a lot of goofy really fun. yeah. Aww. So we got him. Uh, we got him mutt muffs, which are mutt little, little little ear muffs. Oh yeah, my God. <laughs> it's, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you you put him on, and he looks like a little looks like a little Russian space dog. It's a, it's a <laughs> that dog. is so <laughs> cute. <laughs> Oh I my god! I need of, to see a the, picture of that. What was the name of the dog that actually went into? <laughs> that they sent into? Oh yeah, yeah it wasn't yes. Spot. It was something yes. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, oh, that's, so that's what we do is we put on the mutt muffs, and he he actually he actually enjoys. It's like it's like the gunfire starts, and then he'll get up, and then he'll wait for you to put him on. <laughs> And then you put oh him on god, and he, he goes wait, back. He comes over. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm Sarah's gonna related, cry. I've never related to a dog so much. 
<laughs> he put his his heavy blanket around him, put his muffs on. Oh my god. I do well that's another thing is like when I get overstimulated, I get where I just want to be like in a cocoon, you know, with no noise or slights or anything. Mm-hmm. And uh I also get less verbal where towards the end of the night I'll just be like, mm. you know, like I just make noises and my boyfriend like knows like mm, mm, mm. <laughs> God, I have a nightmare. What's his thing? What's his equivalent? Oh, he collects. Here we go. He's a collector. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He collects all kinds of things, and he's, it's really, I find it very adorable and endearing because he does it in a way that he's self aware about it. And and insecure about it. You know, he doesn't want to be made fun of. So he has, like, you know, our our very first meeting or time, you know, when we, like, hooked up for the first time, I was hanging out with people at his house, and it was one of those, you know, everybody's gone. It's just me and you. What's going to happen? Like, we both clearly liked each other. Mm -hmm. And and then someone had already been like, uh, Sarah, go look at Scott's bedroom. Um and I was like, okay, you know, and I go and look and I see a loft bed. It's like New York, Lower East Side. It's a tiny apartment that he shares with three other people. So I was like, oh, he has a loft bed. I don't care. You know, like that's, but it was his friend making fun of him. Like, oh, Scott has a bunk bed, you know, like, and okay. he was trying to prank his friend by showing it to yeah. me, knowing, you know, the mm-hmm. situation. So when when everyone was gone and it was time for us to go into his room, uh, he stands in front of the door and he goes, before we go in there, I have something to tell you. And I was like, okay, what? Could be so we many got things. herpes. Yeah. What is it? Or, you know, I'm thinking, is he embarrassed by the bunk bed? Because I don't give a shit about the bunk bed. And he goes, I collect action figures. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going to laugh. I can relate. (laughs) I was like, okay, I don't. All right. Are they in the packages? You know, and he was like, no, because they're not in the packages. Uh, And I was like, you can't play with them when they're in the packages. That was, he had a stand up joke about that when he was still doing stand up. It was really funny. He goes, I'm a man. I take them out so I can play with them. Um, (laughs) Um, So. Anyway, I go in, and his room is like, he's an art, he's like visually, uh, he's really good at art and design and stuff, and like, his room was cool. It was decorated, like, in a way that was very aesthetically pleasing. I only saw three action figures, like, very, like, tastefully arranged on a little shelf. So, like. So, so they're hiding. So, they're like. Yeah, so I was like. like snipers, so they're all over the room. I think he just thought I was going to see one of them and go, oh, my God, you're a nerd, you know, run away. (laughs) And I was like, this is cool. Like, I like your room. It's fine. You know, I get New York. And so, but now, oh, it's not just two or three. Yeah. And when did he show you the storage locker that he keeps? The oh, other that took in? years for him to fully reveal. Uh-huh. I mean, like it really didn't come to full fruition until we moved from New York to L.A. And we had this storage unit in New York. And he kept being really weird about me going to it. I love it. <laughs> and I was like, why? He goes, well, and finally he goes, there's something in there and you're going to see it. And I was like, what? And I was like, body? <laughs> Ex-boyfriend? <laughs> so I go in there and I look at it. And it's it's like a, a fucking three feet high castle gray skull. I mean, it's just obnoxious. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he's like, I, I want you to know I bought it. And. It's really, it's just, it's a lot. And I was like, yeah, it's a lot. We can't have it on display in L.A. No way. But we have two bedrooms in L.A. And his, um, the guest bedroom is like his domain. And he has a custom 
shelf built that he did LED lighting that he can fade. I mean, it looks cool, but he has so much shit on display. And then I know now he has tubs and tubs of yeah. other plastic orga- bins yes. organized by weapon. He has like weapon tubs. Does he have stinkor? <laughs> Oh. Yes, he has Stinkor. He has them all. <laughs> How do we all know who that is? That's amazing. It's the only one I ever I got. Barely I barely know, I had to but get, I know. I had, wow. to get, I had to get Stinkor. It cracked me up. And uh, somebody gave it to me. I just kept talking about it. Somebody gave it to me for Christmas. And I really regret. I had to take it out of the package so I could smell it. Yeah. I, I, I really regret that because a Stinkor is still in the package. With uh, with uh, oh, the, is really valuable oh, now. Yeah. Three four hundred bucks or something probably. He, yeah. he he's really he knows like um, he's just very in tune with what's valuable, what's not, and so he'll go whenever we travel. He'll go to Dollar General or Walmart and look for the those figures that he knows are valuable, and he'll he'll make money. He it, it's a hobby that supports itself because when he wants something, he'll sell a few other things. Nice. He That's what every gambler says too. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's why I always, so we always, th- I always threaten him, like, when we're in a fight. And, I mean, when we're teasing each other, where I'm like, if you don't fucking do those dishes right now, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to clear off those shelves and burn them. Like, we leave them out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, and then I'm like, you it's hard. You don't our- get to play with your <laughs> yeah. toys until you finish I'm going to open Stinkor. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's, uh, he, he gets his He-Man, G.I. Joe, Star, but it gets even, he's just a, someone who is, uh collector and um he does it in a tasteful way that's not doesn't dominate his life but it sometimes i am like dude sure just tone it down a little what did you just get you know like eight boxes will show up and uh-huh. like, what is uh-huh. when the ebay package shows up yeah like, what is it now <laughs> i know yeah Mm-hmm. Uh, t- we should talk about just some other things like that you mm-hmm. guys have going on besides mm-hmm. this week. Tim podcast is still going oh, yeah, strong. Yeah, I've got a it, actually had uh, actually had a fan show up. Hey, uh, last night. Besides actually. me, I listen. Yeah, oh, cool. I yeah, it's. Uh, I thought you meant like a fan showed up your at your door like in a <laughs> creepy way. I was like, oh, <laughs> no. Wow, he came Timmy. out came up for the show say, and, and told me that he that he loves the podcast. And it was it was I I wasn't related to him, so it was like. <laughs> I wasn't related to him. wasn't uh, wasn't an associate. It was just uh, just someone that had stumbled across it. I guess it's uh, awesome. The podcast is uh, a rule of three with Tim Slagle and Bent Washburn. We do it. Uh, we, we do it every week or try to. And it's uh, uh, we do uh, three topics and uh, ten minutes each. No politics. Which is a new change with yeah. the new politics. Yeah. I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, mm-hmm. Wait, you used to do politics? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I then, also. And then you decided not to anymore? We decided that everyone's doing politics. So, 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 I see. so that we could I actually. something had happened where there was like, we got no. into a really bad fight. And oh, then... no. Yeah, some people. <laughs> not those two. No. no, some people said, so, some people have said that that's when they, when they liked it best was what was when we, when we both came to terms because we're, we're good friends and we, we, we kind of see eye to eye on a lot of issues but there's certain things that we're just we're just diametrically opposed and mm-hmm. people like that the best sure yeah and, uh, so, well because but, there's not much of that right now in terms of there's a lot of politics but there's not much coming to agreement mm-hmm. or having yeah. a real conversation with someone that might disagree with you that's yeah. that's actually hard to find 
Yeah. So maybe that's why people are drawn to it. So yeah. So that's that we we decided we would try no politics for a while and see how it goes. And I liked uh, when you cut bent off when one of them I was listening to in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> like ah, bah, 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 this is that no. no. Now you're going towards politics. The we have a rule. Of the list, political. <laughs> we just uh, we just brought on a fact checker. Jeff Jenna is a uh, 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 old friend of both of ours. Oh okay. And uh, he's been listening to the podcast and he he's been emailing me saying yeah you're wrong this is wrong <laughs> and just come on the show and just uh, he actually said that uh, that he's already got a long list from the past couple episodes so oh. yeah yeah 30 minute podcast you should do a whole episode of just a... fact corrections oh no we do we, we bring oh. him on and we, we, we do three segments each show, 10 minute segments each show mm. so he's one of the segments so we're going to bring mm. him on every month to kind of oh, go over okay. the past uh, was that on the most recent one I haven't heard the most recent one uh, the, with Jeff on it yeah it was I think it was two ago oh okay it was, uh, 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 maybe I haven't put the recent one, the most recent one, up. Okay, so yeah, I don't think I'm very far behind. One. Yeah, but that's uh, yeah, yeah. He'll be coming on and uh, correcting us because uh, we've made some uh, huge mistakes about Woodstock. He's a little bit older than me. So. I heard the Woodstock when yeah. you guys talked about. I heard that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. we made some mistakes. Okay, is that apparently there were porta potties at Woodstock? Oh, mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> I thought Woodstock predated the invention of the porta potty. Oh, wow. I, yeah, I probably would have thought that too. Yeah, yep. it just yeah. seems like a more modern. Yep. Uh-huh. More modern convenience, but nope, mm. he said there were. So <laughs> fact check. Yeah, he fact check that. You find in the background of a picture or something? No, he he watched the Woodstock movie, which is something I never Oh, okay. That's something I never did. He watched the Woodstock movie because he uh uh he had tickets for Woodstock and then at the last minute decided not to go. He oh. felt he felt kind of sick and he said, I've already seen the Who, I've already seen Hendrix, so why bother? <laughs> <laughs> so he still has unused Woodstock tickets. Wow. That's probably worth something. Wow. $1,000. He, 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 he's looked at, he, you have something like that, you look at. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's why I know how much Stinkor is worth. It's still <laughs> in the enough. package with the aroma intact. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sarah, how about you? What other stuff do you have going on outside um, of this week of Crash and Burn? Um. Well... <laughs> What do I have going on? It's a lot of stuff that it's like not uh, nothing tangible that anyone can have yet. So like I have a book I've been working on for like a year and a half and it'll be coming out next year. Probably it's a memoir memoir that Mm -hmm. I read somewhere. Yeah, it's a memoir. Um, And it's been the hardest thing I've ever done. (laughs) Truly like didn't don't I don't recommend writing a memoir it is so fucking hard and you have not finished um or are you done well no i'm not done i finished a second draft um which was the hardest draft the first draft i thought was hard i had no idea um and i'm waiting for feedback on that okay um, i'm very nervous because the first round of notes was um very brutal and the second, I'm I'm now scared that's going to happen again, where it's like, you need to rewrite this whole fucking book. You need to redo <laughs> your life, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really hard when someone's like, mm, no, like a five years of your life, they're just like, no, not, nothing's, not, there's nothing interesting Ugh. there. And you're like, <laughs> um, so I'm really, but I'm very excited about it. It's a dream come true yeah. to write a book. It's the first thing I ever dreamed of doing as a child was oh, cool. to write a book. Wow. So, uh, and I have diary entries of like I'm gonna write a book one day, and you know it's just been a thing. So I'm excited to 
to do it and then maybe never do it again. I don't know. We'll sure. See. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Well, um, you only have one set of memories, so you can really only do one memoir. Well, no, actually, two. you can do, because what I've realized is it's very difficult to fit everything into one book. <laughs> so you have to, and you have to pick a theme and you kind of have to cut all the rest out. And uh, it's, it's been interesting. But um, I also just had an album come out yeah. a few months ago, yep, Live, Laugh, to Love, it. it's great. which we discussed. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm proud of that. And I uh, have a half hour on Comedy Central coming out later this year. Oh, you do? Yeah, I filmed it in uh, January. And so once that, uh, I don't even know when it'll be coming out. So when that uh, is announced, I'll be you know promoting it and stuff. But um, yeah, so now I've just been kind of taking a moment to pause creatively and like this is a great kickstart yeah to get my brain because i really had just said to my sister before i came here i was like i feel completely depleted i didn't realize like the book when i turned it i turned it in in late april and i knew that for two weeks i would just be brain dead because it was one it was just so hard i mean my apartment looked like a divorced man <laughs> had lived there. It was like covered in, t- in takeout, you know, containers and beer bottles. Another thing I shit. can relate to. Yeah. I mean, I'm a divorced woman, but I would never, you know. <laughs> no. um, but, and it was, I mean, I was like so depleted. So I thought, oh, I'll, uh, two weeks and then I'll be right back to business. And it's been two months and, um, or about a month and a half. And b- right before I came here, I was like, I don't have any motivation. I feel depressed a little and completely just take it. All of it took it out of me. And thanks to here. Tim Slagle. I'm serious. I got here and I was like, okay, it's back. I, I feel it. I feel <laughs> the, my spark Isn't that perfect, again. Tim? Yeah. yeah. You got to love hearing that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, and to come up here and do material that's very lighthearted, <laughs> not the depths of my soul. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, we should put a bow on this one and okay. let, cut you guys loose. Thank you very much. Everybody Thank should you. come if they haven't already to see a show. Uh, get your tickets and come see this stuff. I'm hoping to come back on Saturday to oh, cool. see, see the finished oh, yeah. product. Yeah, to see a finished product. So congrats, guys. Thank you. Thank you.